Aiden, do you pass that beat? Yeah, here you go, Nathan. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Blind Bears. In this episode, we're talking about changing mindset and how it can help you to grow as a person and sort of reach those goals that you might think are a bit too far ahead of you. As usual, we're your hosts. I'm Nathan. And I'm Hayden. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. And not just the types of, I guess, not the change in mindset, but also the different types of mindsets that you can have. And I'm going to start, start this out by saying inherently, as humans, we, we start with a learning mindset. As young as, as soon as we're born, right? As babies, as toddlers, we're curious to learn. We want to learn to walk, to crawl, to eat, to swim, to run. And along the way, life tends to get to you and a few punches knock you down and sometimes you stay down. And what we like to call that is a very stagnant mindset. It's not the growth. It's not the learning mindset, but you've just been beaten down enough that you think it's comfortable that why do I want to get up? Why should I keep going? Why should I learn? And I guess that's really what we're going to try and dive into with today's episode is when you are in that stagnant mindset, how can you learn to get back up? How can you continue to grow? How can you continue to learn? And I'd like to start this episode off by asking, when has there been a position when you got knocked down and what was it that knocked you down? And what was the catalyst that made you, I guess, kickstart the learning process again? Oh, very interesting question. Thank you. I, I thought it was a good question. Um, That's what you always say. You're always responsible. It's interesting. But so, yeah. So my knockdown moment was when I when I was working in my old job, working in a bar. I don't know if we've said this before on a podcast. I hope not because it's a good topic. And so I was working at this bar for about two or three years. And, you know, as I was working there, I was doing online courses, really trying to stay active in the workplace. I was... And so I was doing mainly events like weddings, 21st, all the wild things. You see a lot of shit, but, but well, it's all good. We went straight away. Yep. Um, and so after about like two years of doing that, so now we're like four years in, I start asking for promotions. You know, I'm already doing the events. Why not be the event manager? Why not yeah. take that next step? Which is an easy question to ask. If you're doing well in a workplace, and I'm sure that's a common example to a lot of people is, I'm doing well, I'd, I might deserve a bit better. And also you see the other side of it. When you're on that side, you see like what's falling down. Like the flowers are getting there not early enough. Like there's not enough drinks, not enough food. You sort of see everything firsthand and then you can take that into the like into the workplace and sort of help everything go smoother, which is realistically what every workplace wants, right? And so ask for this job the first time, get knocked back, not happy, not happy at all. But we take it. Scale of one to 10, how not happy were you? I would say about nine. That's... Ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, that's pretty not happy. No, but when they said it, I was already ready. I was pretty much ready to quit because I was like, it's all or nothing. Like, I'm already doing so much. I was doing like stupid hours on the weekends and it was killing me. And so get to that, like, get to that point, ask it, get knocked back. Four months later, ask again. And also the event manager was doing terribly, but that's... Different story. We'll, <laughs> we'll be talking about her later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> but so, yeah, asked again, got knocked down, like absolutely i was i was stuck i was like i don't know what to do and so i went to your house asked you like hey this has happened what do you think and this sort of it was i was being open with myself and being able to say it to someone else that sort of that second opinion i was ready for it at that time because i was i was already open with myself saying like hey i don't want to be doing this in the long run like and you did feel stuck right you yeah i felt terribly stuck i was like I just felt helpless. Like I was asking, I was putting myself forward. I was doing every training they asked me to do, everything. 
and was just continuously getting like told, hey, look, like we know that you want to do it, but we, we can't give it to you right now. We can't do this. And it was just, it was eating at me. It was killing yep. me, honestly. And so at the end of it, spoke to you, very like open chat. It was it was a bit odd, really. But, it was. Because we, we weren't as close as what we were, what we are now back then, yeah. right? It was, that's a whole different story. But anyway. But it was a very full on chat. And the response that you gave me was pretty much like, do something that you love and like figure that out and then you won't hate it at all. And it was very like, <laughs> it was very good advice. Like it was sound advice, but it was sort of taking that into the next steps. I sort of told my job, like, I don't want to work as much. Like I'm going to do one night a week. I'll just cut back. And that way it's forcing me to also make the change because I've, I've been open with them. I've asked for the promotion. They know what I want. They've been saying no. So now I'm taking the next step. I'm looking for a different job. But it was the events of being knocked back, knocked back, and then sort of getting just stuck that led me to then looking for a new job and a new career, something that I enjoyed. Mm. And when I found that passion, it was really enlightful. It was like, yeah. it made me feel so much better. And I mean, it, it is an interesting thing. Well, I do say it's interesting a lot um, because I do remember this conversation that we had and you love cars and you always did love cars and you hated the bar and that's where it kind of came about how your current career is now is yeah I, I like doing what you're doing now and although you may not enjoy the work at times you still enjoy the fundamental working with cars i think it was also a bit of self-doubt at that time like could i do it could i could i take that next step like i was a bit scared of getting shut down again and th that is very scary and i think that is very Im important that's uh, <laughs> don't say interesting <laughs> <laughs> it's a key thing though Ooh. ladies and gentlemen if you're wondering we're making a shirt for Hayden. It's going to say, it's interesting though. <laughs> All right, what? And we'll say personally for you. Yeah, personally, ladies and gentlemen, that'll be it. <laughs> but what I enjoy is you were stuck and you just it is a tough crossroad because when you're stuck, you say, okay, do I actually have it in me to continue to learn, to continue to grow, even try something completely new? And whilst you did have a background with cars, you were no mechanic at that stage. No, not at all. And I'd only watched a few YouTube <laughs> videos. That was it. And everyone else around you had already started their apprenticeships and they'd started making their way through this world. Yeah, I was definitely a late uh, bloomer. So I was 21, I think, when I made the change. Yeah, and a lot of people start their apprenticeship at 16, 17, yeah. finish year 10. And it, it, it's scary. But I guess the point of this is it was worse for you to stay where you were. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't comfortable to say anymore, especially because <clears throat> I'd already been open with them. I'd already told them what I wanted. So then going to work was uncomfortable in the fact that I was seeing all these people that I've already told yeah. that I'm better than them. I'm <laughs> like, so it made it a bit awkward. But at the same time, it was like, it was just the right time to move. See, it's funny because in this situation, there's also a different type of mindset that you could have taken. So... When you're in a stagnant mindset and you're not growing or learning, some people fall quite often into an envious mindset. It's They would look at the people, you take the example of you working at the bar, you could have just started to get really envious of the people above you and start to doubt yourself and dig yourself for a deeper hole. Yeah. And for me, I know that's happened a lot with my work. I work in the corporate world and I look around at people and there's times where I get really envious because I see they're making more money or they're in a better position and it really makes me start to doubt myself and my ability. And it's a very bad mindset to have because if I just stopped a moment, looked back, look about how far that I actually came, 
That would kickstart me to say, okay, Hayden, you're actually doing very well. Don't be envious. Look at what you have. Be happy with what you have. How do you also think that came about, that mindset? Does it just sneak up on you or do you just like one day wake up and you're like, fuck, fuck Mark. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> fuck Mark. Um, it, that is... If it, you're watching Mark, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> if there's two Marks, <laughs> fuck the other Mark too. But I think it, it does sneak up on you. I, it's almost as if one day you don't wake up and realize you're stuck. It's similar in the situation because you wake up and realize that you've been stuck for a while. And the envious mindset, I didn't wake up and just become envious. It's more I became aware of myself that I was envious. And becoming self-aware enough to do that also allowed me to say, okay, why am I envious? And start to dig myself out. And how I did start to change my mindset from envious to, I guess, getting back on track to trying to grow and be happy was look at how far I've come. Look at where I need to be. And instead of judging the people that where I want to be and being envious of them, I started to ask myself, how did they get there? Why did they get there? Maybe they are just better than me. And I'm a very confident person and I've got a lot of pride. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> Can confirm. Can confirm. If you see me on a night out, I've got... <laughs> Confidence and arrogance to a T. <laughs> and it's kind of swallowed my pride, learned from them. And quite often I found that they were just better than me. Like plain and simple. They were smarter, they worked harder. And I thought I was I thought I was smart. I thought I worked hard, but So while speaking about this as well, how was your confidence at this time? Because you've just you've lightly touched on it. Mm. But like your self value, your confidence, where was it at? Uh, like because you're seeing other people and you're looking at them going wow this guy is a year younger than me he's in the same role or a better role like how do you then look at yourself that's a tough question interesting question it's yeah it's interesting (laughs) it's a tough question because i i'm i was confident and blinded right because quite often confidence and blinding go hand in hand because you think you're better than everyone. That's what confidence and arrogance, well, arrogance is that. Arrogance is thinking you're better than everyone. Confidence is just being confident. But my arrogance was at an all-time high, which is why I couldn't see that they were just fundamentally better. And it wasn't until I dialed that back that I became more confident. But I guess to answer your question, my confidence took a hit because it made me realize I wasn't as good as what I thought. And that's a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people Mm. when you're effectively acknowledging to yourself that you aren't as good as what you think. But what's what's enlightening about that is it's almost freeing because when you realize you're not as good as what you thought, you can see where your weak points are and work on them. That is a good point. That is a really good point. Yeah. But it's being open with yourself, right? It's like having that, like instead of the voice in your head always saying like, you are this, you are that. Like it's about having that freedom of, well, why like why is this why is that instead of <clears throat> instead of like that voice always being confident and saying like you should do this you should do that it can sort of change to being like why how yeah. and then you can sort of get a broader picture more of an understanding of what's going wrong what's going right and i think that's a really key takeaway from this is if you are in a stagnant mindset try to be open and honest with yourself even grab a notebook and pen write down why am i in this why am i in this right why am i in this stagnant mindset okay in your situation with the bar okay i've asked for the promotions i'm not getting it i can see that this can be better okay fundamentally it's not going to get better so then you removed yourself from the situation and with a notebook and pen in my situation right okay why why am i stuck because i'm envious i'm jealous why am i jealous because they're ahead of me okay 
why? What are they doing? I asked some people and they were smarter. They worked better. And what I found was I just started to also ask the people, what do I need to do to get to their level? And fundamentally, it was just improve the quality of my work. And I went a step further. I asked, how do I do that? And it's that being open and honest with yourself, that conversation that needed to come to allow me to then start my growth and learning mindset again. And of course, as you learn and grow, you're going to hit a plateau. You'll, st- you'll, you'll have a stagnant mindset again. Yeah. But then you've just got to ask yourselves those questions and keep moving forward. Well, also, I was going to say, while you're, while you're speaking about this, like setting, like writing notes on why, why am I stuck? Why am I here? Set notes for what are your goals? What, like, what do you want your future to be? Like that, you should be doing it both at the same time. Why am I here? Why am I stuck? Where do I want to be? Like that is, that's the way to get that growing mindset and really start to do activities. Like if you enjoy running, and I know that we've touched on this before, but if you enjoy running, gym, whatever, write that down. Write down goals for that, like little goals. Because yep. those little goals, they add up. And Wait, what, that'll, why are you going to say little for, bro? That'll, that'll boost your confidence though. <laughs> that'll boost your confidence. Then when you're out with the girls on Tinder, Sponsor us, baby. Tinder. You know where we're at. Yep. <laughs> on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Put us at the front of the queue, please. <laughs> but that that confidence will grow. And all of a sudden, you'll start feeling better about going for that new job, going for a run, going for that girl yeah. on Tinder. Or a guy, if that's what you're into. You know, it's 2021 now. <laughs> it's not my flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But it is. It's... I think a lot of people and a lot of self-help, like podcast books, always say write things down. And there's if it's be, if it keeps being said, it's for a reason. And that's because quite often when you write down your thoughts and what you're thinking, you're unraveling your mind at the same time. And a common problem that I do see, which kind of goes hand in hand with the growth and stagnant mindset, is the short and long-term sight which we as a generation now have. Um, you see a lot of the older generation are happy to stay in their jobs for a long time. But even our generation now will quite often, I think, average stay in a job for two to three years before yeah. switching. We jump around like crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's it's incredible. But it's almost as soon as we feel discomfort in a workplace, we just leave. Like we're not willing to stick it out. Whereas yep. our parents, they would have just... Yeah. And the reason for that is, is quite obvious. You see a lot of people on social media, Instagram, Facebook, online, that they're younger than us, our age, a little bit older and they're... Millionaires, absolutely living it up, right? Oh, God, you're bringing this up again. <laughs> so, sh- <laughs> you know who you are. Bradley Martin, we're coming for you. <laughs> That's it. Fight me one-on-one, I'll take you. So, wait, right now we've got Mark and Bradley Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you do see it though. Like, you see people only posting their best stuff, only like showing their best light. Like, they don't take photos where they look fat, they look unhealthy. Like, it's all... Or they have a bad day on the market or like, yeah. they've lost money and... You know, you see people come and go so often on social media, you don't tend to see a lot of people stay showing their wealth because they tend to lose it. And that's, I think, where a lot of the short-term mindset for our generation comes in and it quite often makes you feel bad and it comes back to the envious mindset, right? You're envious of them. You're trying to emulate them and here you are living a good life. Fundamentally, what we all have is a good life. But And also your self-doubt. Like self-doubt starts to come into it majorly. And also going on this, like all the Instagram models, they're always posting bikini pics and like all the good photos. So now you're on Tinder. What are you seeing? Bikini pics. Everyone. I shouldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Too late for that. We'll bleep it out. Bleep. (laughs) But it's, it's like raising that idea that you should like, you should show this. Like you see it online, you see it everywhere. Why not? Why not post that pic? It's effectively brainwashing you to be something that you're not. And 
I do believe that it is. It does shape your mindset as a person, and it's fun, It's made us, I guess, worse at times. But at the same time, for me, I take that, I cop it on the chin, and I'd be like, okay, I can get there. How do I get there? And at times, it makes me stagnant. At other times, it lights a fire in my stomach to say, how do I actually learn? How can I grow? How can I get there? And whatever you're into, you can take that key away and say, instead of being envious and taking that short-term mindset, say someone's your age that you see is making millions. Okay, how did they do that? Is there something that I can take away? And it comes, it comes back to what we were saying before really is being open and honest with yourself, taking a step back, asking the questions about what is it that I need to change? Yeah, take back control of your life. Be the main character. Don't Ooh. be the side character. Be the main. So who's the main character of your life? Me, of course. I thought it was going to be me. I'm number one, baby. <laughs> Numero uno. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We're going to love you and leave you. This has been another episode of Two Blind Bears. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We love you. We love you more.